the Retreat House Podcast. I'm your host, Angie Smith. I've invited a friend to the table to share their story. Come and join us. Welcome to the table. This is just my favorite thing, to get to sit down and talk to people and hear their story and their process and then get to share that with you. It's my absolute favorite. And my guest today is someone who I had seen. We have mutual friends. And so I had seen what she was doing kind of from afar. And then she reached out and we ended up sitting down for coffee. And I very quickly decided that I wanted to ask her to be on the podcast. So I am so excited to welcome Laura Furman to the podcast today and to hear her story and to hear about the well and the begin conference that's coming up. So we're going to talk about all those things. So welcome to the show, Laura. Thank you. So glad to be here. So fun. Yeah. I loved when we sat down and had coffee. I know. I think we could have talked for hours. I think so. Yeah, totally. I always feel like I need to tell people. You need to tell me when you have to leave because I could literally do this for hours. Well, especially two visionaries, I think. Mm -hmm. Whenever you get people with vision, you could, yeah, Yeah. just talk all day. Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) Awesome. So you have a nonprofit, right? A nonprofit called The Well. Yes. So will you tell a little bit, tell us a little bit about The Well and then how you, well, maybe how first how you got to that place? Yep how it came to be, and then a little bit about kind of your vision and mission for the well. Yeah. Okay. Well, I am a mom of four. And um, when I was pregnant with my first, um, God just really put a burden on my heart for women that were going through crisis pregnancies. Mm. Um, When me and my husband got married, we got pregnant about a month after being married. And it just, it felt like my own little crisis just because not according to your plan. Yeah, it unexpected. wasn't something I was planning or we were planning on. And, um, but at the same point, you know, I have all an amazing support system, grew up in a family that's just really great and have always supported us. And so just thinking about what would that be like for somebody that doesn't have the support system right. and isn't, you know, yeah, doesn't have that support. And so, anyways, I ended up after Jack was about, a year and a half, I just felt like I wanted to volunteer somewhere. So I started volunteering at a crisis pregnancy center in Savage, Minnesota. It was just a really amazing experience. Ended up working there um, as their client advocate mm. and, yeah, had just a passion for these women and saw a lot of ladies that just needed even support after they would had baby and had gone through the program at the pregnancy center So I was working with one girl who was 19. She had grown up in the foster care system herself and had a little girl who was 18 months old and just had nobody, had nobody to help her parent, had nobody to go and spend holidays with, just was alone. And so I was looking for places that could connect her, that I could connect her to that would mentor her and just bring her along side them and help find the resources because her daughter was older than the, the than our program would serve. Okay. Like she had aged. Yeah, she had aged it. out of it. And so I was trying to find something and couldn't find something that would give her the support she needed. Mm-hmm. And so that's where the well was birthed out of was just the need for community and mm-hmm. support around women that were struggling. 
Yeah, so we started in La Sueur, Minnesota, which is the town I grew up in. I had a lot of connections there. Another nonprofit called First Love, they bring in speakers and hold conferences as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they opened their doors to us and let us use space for free. They were our fiscal sponsor at first before we were a nonprofit, and um, so we could receive donations right away and just mm-hmm. start, you know. But it was a tricky start. I mean, I, I like, held the vision in me for about a year mm-hmm. before I acted <laughs> on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't you think we do that? We mm-hmm. just – it maybe isn't the right time, and God puts it in us. Right. Well, and, but, the, and to say it, I think we were saying this a lot yeah. when we met, that to say the dream, to say the vision yeah. makes it become more real, right. too. Or, or may, for me, I feel like you're more yep. accountable to it then. Yeah, exactly. When it's spoken. Yep. And I had spoken it out to a bunch of people, but was kind of like – you know, I'll I'll connect with you when it's time. I'll connect with you later. (laughs) We were in a place when God called me into it to start it. We were, um, my husband had lost his job. So Mm -hmm. we had, we had built a house right after we were married and we had to rent it out. So we moved out of the house we built, moved into my grandpa's house. So we were really homeless, Mm -hmm. um, jobless. I was pregnant with our third baby at that point. Wow. And really feeling really hopeless. Um, There's a lot of just anxiety and depression just Mm -hmm. lurking in our home in that time. And that's when God was like, all right, let's go. Like, (laughs) come out on the water with me. Let's do this impossible thing together. Yeah, so we we went for it and just started. I met with like three other women. Mm -hmm. And we met for like a year just planning this out and uh, finally just jumped in and started knocking on doors. We did a diaper drive to gather diapers. Um, I have a social work degree background, and so I kind of, you know, had an idea of what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But I'm a very much, um, my husband says, I'm a ready aim fire, or ready fire aim oh. person, <laughs> you know. So we just we went for it, started knocking on doors and getting clients and just started to love on them and connect them with the resources they needed. And so were most of your clients, people that were coming out of a crisis pregnancy situation, or was it people dealing with all different kinds of crises? Yeah, actually, I mean, we started with the hope of of working in the crisis pregnancy realm, Um, but actually 95% of the women we worked with were coming out of domestic abuse situations. Mm. And so it really showed us the climate of that area and what, what women were dealing with. Yeah, so it was a lot of domestic abuse. Um, There was a lot of addiction, Mm -hmm. a lot of just single moms needing support. Um, They weren't maybe pregnant, but they had little ones. and Or like the first woman who had aged out of other programming, other support. Yeah, yeah. So that's where we really would, you know, want to connect with pregnancy centers to to offer another, that next part Mm -hmm. for women that are, you know, aren't being served by the pregnancy center anymore, but still need support. And why the name The Well? Yeah. How did did you name it that or why? Yep. Actually, my husband came up with it Hmm. one night. But just looking at the scripture in John 4, when Jesus meets the woman at the well, you know, she came in the heat of the day, which wasn't normal in that culture. The the women would come in the morning usually and would be kind of a community gathering time um, for women 
to catch up, you know, kind of like the gossip, I think. The water cooler. The water cooler, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, she was coming in the heat of the day, I think, because of shame. She carried a lot of shame of what her life looked like. And Jesus met her there, and he he loved on her and told her, told her who she really was mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. encountered her. And in that encounter, her life was transformed. But it didn't stop there. She went and told her whole community which she was hiding from, which right. I love that. Like mm-hmm. she, the very people she was, you know, hiding from and shameful about, she went and told them who she encountered and then they were all transformed as well. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the hope is that even just through one life that, you know, communities can be changed and meet Jesus as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's go back to you're starting the well, you're knocking on doors, yeah. you're living at your grandfather's house yeah. with baby number three in the way, mm-hmm. your husband is unemployed. What? Right. So then what happens next? Yeah, it's really blurry because <laughs> I feel like <laughs> life was just, it was intense and crazy. One foot in front of the other. One, yeah, mm-hmm. one foot in front of the other. But you know what? God has been so faithful in it. And um, the well just started to grow. We had you know, like five clients in a day. We were only open one day a week at that point. And he just started to bring in volunteers, which was awesome, and funding. Um, We would talk to churches um, and, you know, get support that way. I was getting to speak at different churches about it as well. And the community was really coming around us. Mm. And that was awesome. My husband ended up getting a job at the same location that we were operating out of as well. And so, you know, things started to look up. We ended up buying a business in South St. Paul. And so, you know, our life started to kind of come together and we ended up actually moving back into the house that we had rented out. Oh, okay. And so, you know, the story is still in progress. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's the thing that I just have to keep remembering is I think it's so easy to, to say, I'm just going to wait to walk into the thing that God's put in me mm. until maybe my life looks a little different mm. or we're more set financially or I've got the right support system or, you know, but the thing is, is that God loves to use our insecurities and our inadequacies because that's when he gets glorified through it. Mm-hmm. And so I just think there's just, there's never going to be a perfect time. You just got to go. You just got to jump. And I think, too, it was a blessing in that, you know, I started it when I had little people at home and was pregnant and, you know, it maybe hasn't grown as fast as I want it to because I'm doing being mom Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. But we've been able to maintain and keep going, you know, steadily upwards in our growth. And it wasn't like I had put, you know, blood, sweat and tears and everything into it and then had babies and then had to like pull back. back. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's just, yeah, we've just seen God's provision in it. And we haven't really done much fundraising either. Um, I remember there was one time when a woman had, had come in and we were talking and at the end she was just like, hey, do you have any food here? My fridge is empty and I'm just, I'm not getting my payment for the next couple of days. And this was a girl that we had walked through um, she had had an abortion at one point and then gotten pregnant, and I was actually able to sit, be in the delivery room with her. And oh, wow. um, it was just so she chose life for her second one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we were just we're sitting there talking to her, and I, I'm like, you know what? Let me go check. And I hadn't been in the back room at our location yet that day, and so I'm walking back there thinking, I mean, we don't give food out. Like right. I don't, 
I don't know. I think our cupboards are bare. I think they're bare. <laughs> so I just like, Lord, it, you got to provide food. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I walk in our our back room and there was two bags of groceries someone had brought and left there. Wow. And so I was able to give her two bags of groceries that, mm-hmm. you know, that wasn't a normal thing. And so God has just done, he just shows up like that. Mm-hmm. Well, and us. what I love about that is whoever dropped off the bags yeah. had to listen to that whisper yeah, exactly. and had to be obedient to that mm-hmm. nudge, which yep. I, I mean, in my own experience, maybe you can speak to this too. Sometimes it sounds crazy. like Right. The thing that he's asking you to do. Right. Why would I buy groceries <laughs> and then drop them off at this place when that's not the usual thing that you do? Yeah. Or if they were even aware of yeah. what you were doing. Yep. But I've thought, of that, I've thought about that a lot yeah. in the last few years about how sometimes those nudges that feel crazy are so that God can fulfill his purpose in yeah. someone else. Right. Or bless yeah. somebody else. It's not. Yep. It's it's about our obedience, mm-hmm. but it, he wants to use it, right, to bless somebody else. Yeah, I know. One time I was just praying and just asking the Lord, you know, what, what are you? What is this vision that you've given me? Like, what are you going to do with it? And He's like, Laura, you're an answer to the prayers that women are going to haven't even prayed yet that mm-hmm. will pray at some point. And I just thought that was amazing to be an answer to prayer. And, and that does, you know, that's the result of obedience when mm-hmm. we are obedient mm-hmm. and we listen to that still small voice in us and it might seem crazy, you know, he might call us to do things in seasons that don't make sense, right. but we could actually be an answer to prayer to make him be real to somebody in that instance. So mm-hmm. it's an honor. Yeah. And I think we have to, I mean, it reminds me of, I can't remember if it was Elijah or Elisha, mm-hmm. but who was in the cave waiting for the Lord to come. Oh yeah. And there was a big storm, you know, there was loud mm. and God wasn't in the storm and he wasn't oh, yeah, in right. the, he wasn't in the big. Yeah. And then there was a whisper of the wind or the wind came a light breeze or something and he covered his face and went out and the Lord was going to speak to him in that quiet. Yeah. And to still ourselves enough to right. hear the still quiet voice. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. to put one foot in front of the other. Yes. <laughs> in obedience. Yeah. For sure. It's a challenge. Yeah. And I think just trusting, trusting what he's showing you or speaking to you. Because, you know, he says, you know, my, my sheep will know my voice. Mm-hmm. And and it might even just come in into play practicing like, hearing his voice and taking time to, what do you have for me today? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think there's oftentimes there's so many situations that we probably miss because we're not, you know, the world gets a lot louder to us than right. his voice does. Yeah. There was one point when I just started praying for him to show me people that he, other people weren't seeing, mm, um, just to show me the unseen. Mm-hmm. One time we were me and another one of my volunteers were driving to a leadership meeting for the well and we came up we were coming into Bloomington and or no Burnsville we're in Burnsville and on which is you know on the outside of the city it's Mm -hmm. not like it's downtown and there was a girl standing on the corner in a really short skirt and it was like fall so it was it was 50 degrees 40 degrees she had a tank top on and she was shifting her weight like she was I don't know it she looked like she was prostituting herself or wanted to. Mm. And I saw her and the other girl that I was with didn't, and I, I did a U-turn, pulled around because I'm like, we need to stop and talk to her. And the other girl with me didn't see her. She was like, what are you oh. doing? Like, mm-hmm. I didn't even, 
But that's the thing. God's so faithful to answer those prayers of opening your eyes Mm -hmm. to seeing people, right? And she ended up crossing the street and was hiding in the shadows. And we went up and talked to her, and she was so scared. But she was, she ended up, she was running away from this guy who was, you know, abusing her and selling her for sex. Mm -hmm. And, and she thought he was following her. And so we come up and she, you know, doesn't want to get us involved. But we were just able to, you know, we couldn't, you know, she wasn't willing to really take anything from us. Mm-hmm. But we just were able to pray for her. And she, the one question she asked us right away was, why did you stop? Why, mm. why did you stop for me? Mm-hmm. And, you know, in that moment, I had the choice to either say, you know, just because we saw you and we were compassionate or tell her that um, Jesus sees her mm-hmm. and that he loves her. And he told us to stop because he did. Mm-hmm. And when I, I ended up saying that and she just lost it and was crying. And she's like, I was just praying and asking God if he sees me. Mm. See? See? Isn't that amazing? Yes. yes. And so like just our little act. And it was scary. I mean, the girl that I was with was pre- like eight months pregnant. <laughs> and we're just out here in the dark. Like, you mm-hmm. know, who knows who's following her? And But it's in those moments that God, he he goes with us, you know, Mm -hmm. he goes with us and he goes before us and he's preparing the way. And I love that that was just a real moment of like his encountering him, encountering her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we got to be a part of it. Right. So, Which is such a privilege. Yeah, it is. To be a part of it because he's at work. Yeah. And to get to be a part of what he's doing is a privilege. Yeah. So that's the well. It's just we just really pray and move and act as he leads us Mm -hmm. and love people where they're at. And mm-hmm. so are you still based down? Yeah. So in- we're still in Lasur. My family ended up moving to Elk River. Okay. And so we are in the process of opening another location up in the north side of the cities. That's so exciting. that's kind of our big like our big push right now is just to gather people to help us do that. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. is a nice segue yeah. into what you're doing with the Begin Conference. Yeah. yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so we are putting on a gathering of women as it's called Begin Conference, and we're bringing in speaker and author Rebecca Lyons. Mm-hmm. She's been a part of If Gathering. Her and her husband have started their own conference called Q, um, just asking questions, talking about things that Christians stand for rather than what they're against, right. which is really cool. And talking through really difficult yeah. the subjects that... Yep. That are hard to talk about. Hard, hard issues, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. Um, that we tend to dance around as Christians and not want to talk right. about. exactly. Um, so I respect them for that, for sure. We got a chance. I took my team down to Nashville last fall for a training at Mercy Multiplied because our program, we use, we use some of their program okay. um, when we're working with the women. So I wanted to go down there and meet their people and just get trained by them. And so while we were there, I... Or before we left, I had emailed Rebecca, her team, to see if she would have lunch with us. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, just out of the... Gotta, you gotta make I just the gotta ass. try. Right. Just gotta try. Mm-hmm. And she said yes. So we got to meet her and have lunch with her and hear her heart. And she just has a similar passion as ours just to see freedom in mm-hmm. people's lives. And so when we were thinking about this conference, her name came up and it just seemed like a perfect fit. And so, yeah, we asked her to come as just one of the things that we love to do at The Well is not only mentor women in crisis one-on-one, 
um, towards freedom, but also mentor on a macro level. So really just empowering the church Mm. to walk out in their callings, because if we're all, I mean, if you think about it, if we're all praying and asking God to open our eyes and who can we see and who can we love on, like the impact would be great. Right. Right. And Mm -hmm. so we want to just, you know, it doesn't just have to be what we're doing at the well. Like we want to be able to empower women and families to see the people in their own spaces and to walk out into that. And so that's really the heart behind Begin is we want to challenge people to begin whatever it is God that whatever it is that God is putting on your heart to start to do it. And it might even just be you know, joining forces with someone else that's doing something, Mm -hmm. or maybe it's beginning to read your Bible every day, Mm -hmm. or maybe it's beginning to ask your neighbors over for dinner or beginning to just take time to listen to your kids. You know, it can be Mm -hmm. whatever, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be starting a nonprofit or, you know, like the um, quote, big things. Yeah. Because a big difference can be made if we are all doing things that we that feel small. They're not small, right. but they feel small. Yep. If everybody was doing yeah whatever is in front of them. Right. I mean, what like what you said yeah. before, the impact that could be made. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, God has placed something in all of us that only you can do. Right. And so I think it's even just like the little boy at when Jesus fed the 5,000, like he just brought his little fish and loaves and God multiplied it. Mm -hmm. So he just, he likes to take the little that we can bring and then multiply it and, you know, do incredible things with that. And so we just want to gather the, gather women together and encourage them. And then also just to build our network so that more people know what we're doing so we can serve more women Mm -hmm. and to be able to open more locations. I see this being something that's not not just one location but a place having the well in every community Um, there's room for people to serve and to be served in every community Mm -hmm. and so yeah that's the heart behind it that's exciting Mm -hmm. so and the the need that you're filling is it sounds like it's a need that is beyond services that are already available Yeah, like I mean, kind of bridging the gap between yeah. being self-sustaining, yeah, versus needing crisis kind of help, yeah, to help kind of bridge that. With is that, yeah. So accurate? I mean, there's so many great organizations out there doing amazing things, especially mm-hmm. with women, that it's easy to be like, how are we different? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I hope we're different. Well, they're all even if they're all doing yeah. the same thing. Yeah. There are that many people that are in need. And that's true. And there's different, each organization holds a different culture, you know, mm-hmm. and different um, vibe that they're giving out. One thing that we, we've been working with some, the same women for five years, mm. you know, so the longevity of our service mm-hmm. is what I think makes us stand out. Is that how long the well has been? Yeah. Around yeah. So years? some of the first ladies that we've worked with were still just you know, loving on and staying in touch with. I just got a call yesterday from one of those ladies Mm -hmm. and it's just awesome. It's not even, not even that we're actually doing much. We're just a person they can call and update and Mm -hmm. say, Hey, this is what's going on or celebrate with them to celebrate with Mm -hmm. them. And, or, you know, maybe another crisis happens and they just need someone to help align their thoughts so that they can make good decisions, (laughs) you know, with it. Or, you know, we've built that trust. And I think that's something that a lot of people in crisis situations don't 
they can't trust people. Mm -hmm. They've been taken advantage of so many times that, you know, if we can build that trust and be that safe place, be a safe place for someone, that's kind of how we stand out. And also we are very concerned with their spiritual health. I was just talking with a woman who um, was in addiction recovery and she before she relapsed, she had a job, she had her apartment, she was getting her kids back, she had gotten a promotion at work, and she relapsed. And I, I asked her, I'm like, what happened? You know, why did you, what, what brought you to that place again? And she just said, I was not okay inside. Mm. I was not okay. Yeah, you can have all the physical things lined up for you. We could find jobs. We can, you know, we were working with another girl who was pregnant and we helped her. We were going to get rides for her to get to appointments. We placed a, her in a, we we're going to place her in a home for, you know, support, mm-hmm. just all the things. And she still had an abortion because she could, she did, how could she trust us? She just met us. Mm-hmm. And what well, makes me think of the young girl that you saw on the street. I yeah. mean, what's the first thing she did? Well, yeah. She hid. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what, why, why'd you stop? Why, mm-hmm. you know? And so, we just really take our time to build that trust and just show them Jesus. And he's the one that transforms them. Yeah, I love that. I have just been studying in Luke 13, where mm. Jesus heals on the Sabbath. Oh, yeah. He heals the bent of woman on the Sabbath. And what I noticed this time when I was studying it versus other times is verse 18 starts with then. Hmm. And then he goes into the parable of the mustard seed and the parable of the yeast. Mm. Yeah. And the then bridges those two things together. So he brings okay. healing to that woman. And then he's talking about the kingdom of God and what he says about the kingdom of God. What you, this is what you said that made me think of it. When he talks about the mustard seed, the mustard seed is planted and grows into a tree or a bush, depending on Mm -hmm. how it's translated. And the birds make their nest there. Mm -hmm. Well, where do birds make their nest? Right. In safe places. The kingdom of God is supposed to be like that. Yeah. A safe place. Yeah. And then he goes on to talk about the parable of the yeast and even just a little bit of yeast in the dough, what does it do? It transforms the dough. Yeah. It makes it grow and it transforms mm. the entire That's thing, awesome. even yes. though it's a small amount. Yep. And because of that, then it, mm. I feel like he's linking, it's Luke is linking it back to what Jesus just did with a bent over woman, which was he saw her. Yep. He called her to him, which was a safe place. Yep. He healed her and yeah. restored her. He transformed her. Yeah. Amen. And that's what he's saying later is that yeah. that's what we were supposed to do. That's what the mm, kingdom that's of what God, the kingdom God is, is yeah. about. Yeah. And if we are followers of Jesus, right, we are and members of the kingdom of God, mm. then that's what we're supposed to be about. And right. I love what you're talking about. <laughs> so excited. Like I've got goosebumps. <laughs> I know. It's because you're is... talking about creating that safe space yeah. and walking mm. alongside and using whatever resource you can, resources you can right. find yep. to help with healing and restoration and transformation. Yeah. Which yep. is amazing. I mean, that's mm-hmm. kingdom work. You're doing yeah. kingdom work. Yeah. And it's it's such an honor. Mm-hmm. It's such an honor. You know, I think and I tell my all my volunteers that come on, I'm like, not to scare them, but to just prepare them. I'm like, all right, you need to be praying the armor of God over you because mm-hmm. there will be attack with right. this. There'll be attack on your family. There will be like the enemy hates what we're doing. Mm-hmm. He does. And he's made that very clear to us. But you know what? Like, bring it on because it's so worth it. And that's what Jesus died for. He died for us to know him and to be healed. Mm-hmm. You know, it is by his stripes that we are healed. Mm-hmm. And so we've got this good news that we can bring to these women, you know, 
there's nothing that they have to do. They just have to receive mm-hmm. and be healed. So well, and what I like to what what you said too is that it you <laughs> I'm sure what you well know can't control the women <laughs> or the decisions that they make. Right. But you but you continue walking alongside them yeah. or continue to to offer to yeah. be there for them. Mm-hmm. Even they may choose not to. They yeah. may choose not to engage, but you're continuing in com- yep. in, in relationship with them. And not cutting it off because, no. oh, well, I don't agree with that, no. so you're no longer welcome. Yeah. But you're, you're continuing to create that safe space. Right, right. Which is, like we said, the kingdom. Yeah, exactly. How we're to operate in the kingdom. Yeah. And every woman's different, and their story is different. And mm-hmm. the, so the way that we interact with them is going to be, you know, unique to them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, yeah, if we have a woman that has known Jesus in her life, you know, we'll just fo- we'll just continue to foster that. If someone doesn't or they're very diverse to him, like, we just still love them. Mm-hmm. It's not, we're not pushing that on them. Right. You know, in that. But he's the one that does the work. And his love will be apparent to them mm-hmm. in the end. So, I was yeah. listening to someone speak recently and um, at, a con- at a conference. And they were talking about this kingdom of God thing, how we're supposed to operate in the kingdom of God. And they weren't using the name Jesus. They weren't talking mm-hmm. about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I remember feeling like, oh, he's not really talking about yeah. Jesus. I feel a little uncomfortable. But the way he was living his life mm-hmm. was sacrificial. He was living like Jesus. Yeah. And and then I was like, so what's more important? Right. <laughs> Which is something that I'm wrestling yeah. with myself. Like, right. It's, sometimes it's easier to talk it. It's a little harder to mm-hmm. walk it. Yep. Totally. Yeah. Totally. That's so true. <laughs> I love it. So when is the Begin Conference? Yeah, so the conference is November 8th, and it's being held at Church of the Open Door in Maple Grove. It is from 6.30 to 9.30 at night, so a short little ditty. But we also are doing a VIP dinner beforehand, and would love to gather leaders um, all over the city together. We'll have a, a nice gourmet dinner to be shared together. Uh, Rebecca will be there and be able to answer questions. We'll be able to talk just find out from the community what our needs what is the church needing mm-hmm. and how can we serve the church um, mm-hmm. as the well and just be able to pray over one another and encourage one another in where you're at and so which is huge because yeah, it can feel lonely it can feel really lonely mm-hmm. definitely definitely um, I just connected with Steph Page mm-hmm. and it was at, from Stories Foundation right and it was just such an uh, I don't know such a blessing to be able to meet another executive director of a nonprofit mm-hmm. that has four kids and we're just kind right. of in the same stage of life. And it was yeah. like, she would just start talking about things and I'd be like, yeah, I totally. Get I get it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. So we need to be with other people, other women that are, mm-hmm. you know, working in the same vein of that we are, or, you know, just out there mm-hmm. and leading. Mm-hmm. And so and Rebecca's a leader herself, so I'm going to really, you know, want her to speak into leadership and speak into just the insecurities there and how we can band together. Yeah, um, oh, because that know. voice is loud. I know. <laughs> that insecurity. I know, it is. Mm-hmm. It is. And so would love to have people come to that. Also, those ticket, the ticket price for the VIP tenor goes, all, all of it goes back to the well, which is awesome. Yeah. So, Yeah. So, and if somebody wants to find out more about the well, where yeah. would they go? I'll put it in the show notes, but yeah. why don't you yep. tell us? We are on Facebook and Instagram under The Well MN. Um, otherwise, our website is thewellmn.org. Okay. 
So, yeah. Great. And sign up for our email list. That's how we love to communicate with people, too. We've got lots of volunteer opportunities and would love to connect with people, for sure. That's great. Yeah. Is there anything that we haven't talked about that we haven't covered yet? We covered so. a lot. I think we good. did. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Okay. So there are two questions I ask all my guests. Mm. The first one, since it's called Retreat House, yeah. how do you retreat? Is it a place? Is it a practice? That's what a good question. Like? Being outside and being in the woods, thats I need to just go and be by myself in God's creation. Mm-hmm. That's how I get refueled and recharged, definitely. Yeah, yep. I, I get that. Yep. My other question is, if you were to use the hashtag celebrate weird mm-hmm. to describe something about yourself, what would it be? <laughs> celebrate weird. Oh, man. I don't know. I think I I like to sing my sentences when I'm talking to kid, my kids. Mm-hmm. So I'll just <laughs> sing whatever I'm trying to talk to them about. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> they think I'm weird mm-hmm. for doing that. Um, but also secretly, I think that they think I'm cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I th- I hope that they do. I think they think. I think they I think. Want them, I, I want, want them to think. To, yeah. I want to think they think. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I know. I've got a 10-year-old and an 8-year-old, and they, they're they getting into that, like, oh, mom, mm-hmm. you know, phase. So I like to just do weird things to make them mm-hmm. feel a little strange. Well, and what I love about that is that it creates safe space yep. to... Yeah. Celebrate their weird. I know. Fly fly your little freak flag. Exactly. We all need to do that. And then there's a lot of freedom that comes from that even. Mm -hmm. And just being being silly. Silly. I think it's easy, especially here. I'm going to go deep again. This is my problem. (laughs) But I, you know, when you're working in a realm that's hard Mm -hmm. and deep and sometimes it's hard to let loose and just be silly Mm -hmm. because you're just always serious all the time and thinking about how you can save the world. You know, that's probably another weird yeah. thing is like, I really think I can. I don't know. So. Well, thank you so much oh, for coming thank on you. today. This is an honor. Yeah, This is awesome. great to hear your story and yeah. go listeners and buy your tickets for the yes. Begin Conference and check come, out come, The come. Well. Yes, that would be great. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for joining us today at the table. Any information mentioned in the show or things we talked about can be found in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. Or if you've already subscribed, please leave a review so that others can find us too. If you want to keep up on what's happening with Retreat House, you can find us on all the social medias at, at Retreat House Podcast. If you want to keep up with what's happening with me, you can find me at, at Angie Smith MN. We'll see you next week at the Retreat House Podcast.